Well, before we get to the topic at hand tonight, yeah. Who wins the men's Royal Rumble this weekend? Dude, I I don't know. There's nobody like there's nobody that stands. I want Kevin Owens to win. Yeah. I'm going with Kevin Owens. All right. He's not gonna win, yeah. but I want him to win. I would uh, I would I would very much like him to win. He would be my and guy. the women's win outside of if Ron I was going to ask the women's for the record. I didn't just go straight. You know, I just want to make sure it's on the record. You know what I mean? If Ronda Rousey comes back, Ugh. then she's my pick. Yeah. But outside of that, because that's just a rumor, I'm going to say uh, Bianca Belair wins. Bianca Belair, huh? Okay. Yeah. Honestly, anybody but fucking Charlotte Flair, because I feel like she wins everything and I'm just sick of it. Like, yeah. I get it. She's kind of good. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Quick I, question. Do you know who her dad is? <laughs> Brian Gracie. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I, I'm admittedly, I haven't watched Dick for WWE programming. So I'm going to say, uh, I want Kevin Owens to win it. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say, is Bobby Roode still around? Bobby Roode is still around. He's not going to win it, but that's my guy. He's going to win it. Uh, all right, that would <laughs> you know it mean? would be glorious. Yeah. Um, the is problem still using is that thing song. Yeah. Well, he no. Now he's teamed up with Dolph Ziggler. Like he's oh, that God far damn. down the card. God yeah. damn. <laughs> he's fallen fallen pretty far. Uh, for the women's leader, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Hey. Do it to it. Would, it. It would be interesting. I. Uh, the problem is. Like we'll talk about with the Royal Rumble. Actually, it ties together with this Royal Rumble and the one now. Problem with the Royal Rumble now is you could, there's only conceivably about five people who could win it. Yeah. Because the winner gets a title shot. But nobody, the, no, like it doesn't feel like anybody's on the ascent necessarily to win. Like nobody, they haven't gotten a bunch of stuff behind somebody right now. Like when the year Drew McIntyre won leading up to it you're like oh drew mcintyre's a dude that's gonna win the royal rumble and i see a bunch of people saying finn Balor's gonna win and like he just lost on tv to like a new guy <laughs> right so like he doesn't have a bunch of energy going his way so like who, it kind of feels to? like a crap shoot. uh mm-hmm. this guy named austin theory who's who's pretty good but he's fairly new it seems like a mish a mishmash of fucking uh, 2022 wrestler names yeah it sounds like a like like a a 20 21st century wrestler name generator spit out austin theory it does unfortunately have the uh like create a wrestler default yeah uh, name like at a video game uh, or because like, okay, so Bobby Lashley is wrestling Brock Lesnar. So Bobby Lashley's not going to win the Royal Rumble because he's already wrestling for the title. And Reigns is taking on Seth Rollins, whose nickname on this uh, is Seth, quote, friggin' Rollins. And I hate that. Uh, is that his thing right now? Seth friggin' yeah. Rollins. I'm Seth. Um, I'm Seth friggin' Rollins. That's how he talks. Yeah. Do it better. might be my worst. My it might be my worst wrestler uh, impression, but that's how Seth Rollins talks. It's accurate. Yeah. So like neither of those guys are getting the juice to win the Royal Rumble. the The main event of WrestleMania is going to be Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns again. On one, they side. just don't fucking have ideas, Dusty. 
yeah they're so uh, like oh, they actually just, they do they have three ideas <laughs> they just re-signed owens so that's why i think owens is my candidate to win it maybe Big E could could get in there and do it other than that like ray mysterio give it to give it to mysterio i don't care by the way i watched um uh ray mysterio kill Perro guayo the other day oh yeah um he didn't kick him that hard well i he didn't kill him by kicking him i thought it was the kick that killed him no it was, it was he snapped his neck on the rope yeah the kick into the rope he bat he 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 he, oh, you're talking about the drop kick. He drop kicked him into yeah. the rope. I thought and... you meant the six one nine, and I was like, "Well, no, that that's no. how it got him." No, no it's no, no. well, it was the whiplash from his neck. It's still like it didn't like, and I'm not like obviously like it was enough, but like it had to have been like the freakiest freak that ever freaked because yeah. like it looked like a normal Rey Mysterio move. Like yeah. there was nothing. We are that odd about it and the guy just we are truly died. fragile meat bags that is true <laughs> like There's just one drop kick into a wrestling rope from just dying yeah and lord knows my doctors told me that plenty of times oh dude when he when i saw that i was like i gotta keep i gotta go to the gym yeah i gotta strengthen these neck muscles one drop kick oh will if it did that to peril aguayo jr yeah rest his soul yeah it's a bummer it's definitely a bummer but, um, but oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh yeah, I still want him to win the Royal Rumble. So there. Uruguayo, yeah, me too. Um, yeah. <laughs> who's a who's a drop in? We're gonna have is Tugboat showing up this year? Uh, is no. Akeem coming back? Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. I I'm not sure. Like, who's got any juice? I hope Kane. I always Kane probably with shit like this. I always hope that like Stone Cold or The Rock shows up or Shawn Michaels or some shit like that. But it's probably it's gotta it's, be. It's gonna it's be gotta some, be Kane. Give me some Kane ass shit. Fucking Glenn walking down there. Yeah. Or like honky tonk man. I take a good honky tonk man. I take it, but like, come on. Well, because they all they burned Edge. Like they burn Edge, right? And so then they then the next year they burned Christian. Christian's an AEW, so they can't use him. Yeah. So like, who's a good surprise? Rousey is like the juice for the women's Royal rumble. Cause they've announced a bunch of the entrants that were, that could have been surprises for the women's Royal rumble. Like, yeah, Lita would have been sick. Yeah. If Lita just... would have just showed up, but they want people to fucking watch the TV yeah. shows. <laughs> so they're like, remember Lita, we haven't made any new stars subsequently. So remember you know what I watched people... recently when they made Lita pretend to have sex with edge on the, in the ring. One of the worst things I've ever seen. I can't believe they did that. Didn't want to do it. If of course she didn't. No, I know. But if you listen to her and Edge, like they really didn't want to. Oh, so Edge didn't want to do it as well. No, because it's, I mean. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. And it's a bad bit. And so it was like a big deal. And then they did it because I guess Vince McMahon talking into stuff. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, pal. Uh, so that's the, what, the 20 it, he hates huh? mirrors doesn't he no he hates sneezing sneezing. He, he hates to sneeze um and I he apparently loves sneezing he didn't know what well to him it uh denotes that he does not have control over his body 
and he hates anything that means that he's not in control of it. Well, give it seven or eight years. We'll find out. Yeah. Uh, he also apparently didn't know what a burrito was, which is one of my favorite Vince McMahon stories. What is that? <laughs> he kept ordering a food blanket, like wraps, like uh, turkey wraps for the like in their writer's room. And then somebody, I guess they either changed the menu or somebody said something about a burrito. And he's like, what's a burrito? And they're like, you basically eat one every day, dude. <laughs> the wrap is just a fancy name for a burrito. Well, don't call so, it that. Gross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where's that from? The I was surprised I didn't see. Uh, well, well, look, hold on. Let's uh, let's play that theme song real quick. Drop the theme. Welcome to Snark March, everybody. We're a wrestling retrospective podcast. Uh, I'm Andrew. That's Dusty. Uh, mm-hmm. We uh, this is our I think our 36th episode, something I don't know of the numbered episodes overall. Where I think we're past 40, which is pretty wild. Yeah. Um, it's been a, it's been a ride, Dusty. Don't you think? Yeah. It's been a magic carpet ride, really. That that is 100 percent true. I have showed yeah. you the world. Um, yeah. So uh, go back and listen to our first podcast. If you haven't listened to us yet. Uh, it kind of goes down who we are, how we know each other, what we know about wrestling and what we don't know about wrestling and a little bit of the beginning of wrestling. And then uh, we've done a couple booking shows of which our most recent show was one. Um, check those out. Those are really fun. We've done two seasons of deep dives. One was 1997 in wrestling. One was Vince Russo's career as a booker. Um, God damn it. And then uh, we also we have social media. Follow us on Twitter at SnarkMarksPod. Follow Dusty on Twitter at SnarkMarksD. We are at SnarkMarksPod on Instagram. We also have a Facebook fart noise. So uh, today we are covering the 1989 Royal Rumble because next week we will be covering the 2022 Royal Rumble because that's this Sunday, Dusty. It is. And also, I love the Royal Rumble. Yeah, Dusty's a big fan of the Royal Rumble. It's my favorite event. Sure. Why are we doing 1989 Royal Rumble instead of 1988? I know they're different, but I don't know how they're different. The 1988 Royal Rumble was a TV special on the USA Network that only had 20 guys. But it was it's the same. It's essentially the same concept. Who won that one? uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Fuck yeah. (laughs) He eliminated the one-man gang, who we will later see in this show, in a different gimmick. So, uh, which the, gimmick? We uh, gotta wait, dude. Oh man, I uh, feel like I hate this guy. <laughs> but the 1989 Royal Rumble is the inaugural pay per view version of the Royal Rumble where they added 10 guys, so it becomes the 30 man over the top rope battle royal. Okay, um, I love the Royal Rumble. Like, proof of concept is so easy in the Royal Rumble where it's like. Wouldn't it be cool if instead of having a battle royal where everybody's in the ring at once and it's a giant cluster, 
and like nobody can see anything nobody can move and it gets really difficult what if we did it reversed and we just had people come in every two minutes and then you get a pop every two minutes somebody new's coming out there's a new fresh way to do a storyline you can build within the royal rumble like guys that are feuding come out at different times and watching people get thrown over the top rope is fun i just love the royal rumble it's my favorite wwf pay-per-view concept i believe well yeah and there's uh, as we talked a couple weeks ago when we did the 90 whatever royal rumble i don't who cares uh, 1992 okay uh <laughs> when we did that when we talk about like the the now they do it with music music plays when somebody comes out there's also the intrigue of like what order did these people come out in uh, yeah. or, or what order did these people draw uh which they really played into in this uh, yeah. in this one that which I thought a lot of that was funny uh, yeah it's a really good idea for a for a for a match but there are lulls in every Royal Rumble yes there's the middle uh, part of every Royal Rumble where there's like nine guys in the in the ring and you're just like god I hope somebody exciting comes out next <laughs> yeah and then it, and then it's Terry Taylor yeah. every time uh Hercules. marty Gen- marty Janetti comes out yeah uh yeah i think they've done more stuff in the recent years to fix that problem but there's uh, we talk about it at the end there are inherent problems with the way the royal you have to book the royal rumble now which i don't think this royal rumble has while this royal rumble also has flaws okay so it's like a, it's a concept i love but there are some flaws within it okay so, so uh-huh. the 1989 Royal Rumble, January 15th, 1989. I'm doing your job right now. Yeah. Uh, from the summit in Houston, Texas. That's right. Uh, I have an attendance of 19,000 people. That is what I have. Is that a sellout? Uh, it did not denote that it was a sellout. It's, it says 19,000 on the dot. Which seems a little... Uh... <laughs> It's a little conspicuous. Uh, yeah, that's a that's that's a rough one. It's it's, yeah. it's usually I think the, some fuckery afoot. Yeah, that's that's a that's a roundabout. Yeah, know? I don't know, nineteen thousand. Yeah. Um, they this pay per view was a hundred and sixty five thousand buys uh, in nineteen eighty nine, which again, like limited cable systems, it's a pretty good number. It's the first good. Royal Rumble. Uh, this is also the last of the big four original WWF pay-per-views to be introduced. There's WrestleMania, Survivor Series, SummerSlam, and then Royal Rumble. The SummerSlam. The SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, did you get the tagline? No. No partners. Thirty opponents. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. that's something. That's something we're going to talk about. Well. <laughs> 29 opponents because like yeah, sure well you know each man yourself. has a each mm-hmm. man has a battle within his own heart that is true know? that is true yeah. two dogs whichever one you feed etc <laughs> you know uh, i'm also as as uh joe rogan says i'm i'm conquering my inner bitch yeah because he's a man that's, dusty that's right he takes alpha brain he does he take, take alpha brain bat- shroom no, tech bro it's no a shroom in it here. so you know it's cool <laughs> Uh, so this is also, I think, the first introduction. No beta brain. <laughs> the uh, the old WWF logo 
where it's like going through like some sort of canyon where there's a river it's like wwf what the world is watching that's the, the yeah in the intro this seemed like a it seemed like a toy commercial yeah vince like i was kind of disappointed because vince didn't have like the normal juice that he had uh whenever he was introducing all the competitors for the royal rumble uh he seemed kind of subdued you know well i think he was rolling in it right now and then once w wcw started getting wild he was like i gotta start really selling this thing <laughs> Yeah, he. So I, I, I took a note that put, uh, how long does it take for '80s WWF to be offensive? Four wrestlers. They named four wrestlers, and then Akeem showed up on my TV. Dude, I hate Akeem so much. I, the the little stupid like jive dance that he does when he's standing on the screen the whole time. Like, I fucking hate it. I, I tweeted today a, a picture of a text that I sent to Dusty. And I just said, we should do a worst gimmicks show, which I'm uh, a little inside baseball to everybody. We might do one of those in the future or, or a YouTube video. Um, yeah. I can tell you this thing. Akeem <laughs> will be on my list unless you draft yeah. him first. Cause we'll, you know, it's going to be draft uh, style draft format. Yeah. Um, uh, God, so, I hate Akeem. <laughs> so the Royal rumble again, initially, uh, took place on January 24th, 1988, the original one, because they were counter-programming the NWA because Vince is a son of a bitch. So he create, he did a free TV special for the Royal Rumble because the NWA was presenting their bunkhouse, bunkhouse stampede pay-per-view. So he ran direct opposition <laughs> on free TV to their pay-per-view. Uh, and he had done the same thing. That's that's the reason they created the Survivor Series, was to <laughs> counter-program Starcade 87. So wasn't Harley Race, I thought he was in a NWA main event in 1989. Was it 1988? No, he's uh, he was in the original Starcade. He was in the main event. And what so when was that? 1983. Oh, God damn. I thought for yeah. some reason... I went. I thought I had gone back at some point when we were doing WCW and saw him in like Flair. Yeah, that's Starcade '83. Oh, okay. I just had it mixed so, up. Okay. Yeah, but like, so <laughs> the they they kept counter programming each other, and so the NWA. That's why they came up with the Clash of Champions was to counter program WrestleMania Five. They were like, "Fine, we'll put a free show on TV." And uh, the pay-per-view companies were finally like, "Hey, you both have to stop doing this shit. Otherwise, <laughs> we're not. Otherwise, we're not going to carry either guy's thing." Because Vince, yeah, you're costing the middleman money, right? Vince had said, "If you carry the NWA pay-per-views, we won't give you WrestleMania. Whichever cable systems carry the NWA pay-per-views, we boycott WrestleMania for you." And everybody was like, "Holy shit! WrestleMania is like the biggest event that we have." So sorry, NWA. And then and the, and Ice Cube was like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's actually what fuck the police is about. <laughs> about uh, so that's, again, it was successful on television. So then they were like, OK, well, let's make it a pay-per-view. So this is the initial offering. Oh, of OK. That's uh, pretty cool. So we get Jesse the Body Ventura and Gorilla Monsoon uh, to run down the card. And I know. As a person who also enjoys this, Jesse Ventura has a sick ass great white shark t shirt on. 
Oh, dude, he's dressed like a cool guy. He's still, yeah. I think he's in jeans, even. He's, he's yeah. looking good. But... He's dressed as an 80s cool guy. This is the thing. How Was Jesse Ventura a good wrestler? Uh, no, he was a lot of sizzle. A lot of uh, sizzle? Was yeah. he like, ever champ or anything like that? Uh, no. He, like... He was he was a tag team champion, and he was good, but he was never like he never made it to the main event. And then he would like I think he got injured. And so it looks like Hawk, but he kind of looks like Hawk. He he basically copped Superstar Billy Graham's whole look. Oh really? Yeah. If you look up Superstar Billy Graham, it's big Jesse Ventura vibes. Oh really? I yeah. I I love Jesse Ventura as a commentator. I can tell you that. I think. <laughs> um he really found his if based on what you said about him as a wrestler it seems like he really found his home as a commentator yeah and he was a good wrestler it's just he was not he was not great but he was a big like one of the first big body guys has he um, his arms are huge he was never like a manager or anything like that Uh, he tried to he was a special referee a little bit and maybe they they might have tried him out as a manager a bit but like clearly his main thing is that he can talk and so he was much more valuable as a commentator than anywhere else he's no heenan no uh he's yeah he's not he's not going for funny uh, so much as he is like he is antagonistic to gorilla monsoon like they have the they have a good chemistry but he's more he's defending the heels more overtly than i think bobby heenan did well and he did it yeah he 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 wasn't obviously he wasn't he wasn't goofy like yeah. Heenan was goofy sometimes the good goofy, not over the line. goofy. I, yeah. I'm sure at some point he got like too much sometimes, but cause nobody's perfect, but for the most part, but Ventura is still funny. And I know you're not denying that he was, but like, he's still the, there's a couple, I, I wrote down a couple of his lines that we'll get to, but yeah. he, the, I just, the idea of the heel announcer, if done correctly, like, like we talked about Mark Madden, like I'm not the biggest fan of that guy. But he he still had some his moments, but like so there's ways to do it to where it doesn't really like shine that much. But like Stink and Ventura and Heenan, all those guys are just even corny, yeah. bro. Yeah, and you need a good foil. Like Gorilla Monsoon worked perfectly as the That's counter to both Ventura and Bobby Heenan. And what a career for Gorilla Monsoon to get to work against the two best heel announcers of all time. That's true. You know. Yeah. Uh, Did so you ever work our, with Lawler either? monsoon maybe a little bit but, but not, not like ton. yeah yeah it wasn't and then ventura actually leaves the wwf in 1990 and goes to wcw and then he him and uh jim ross are a color team i'd like to see some of that yeah and jim ross is a lot more straight man in wcw if you recall from like our steiner brothers yeah retrospective mm-hmm. then he would be in wwf but it still works yeah he and, was uh, ross was all business yeah, because they treat it, and WA treats it more like a sport. So, uh, but Ventura fits in well there as well. They treated it more like a sport. I mean, that does it did turn into the NWO. That's WCW. That's it's still NWA though. Yeah, that's Eric Bischoff's fault. I know it is. Uh, <laughs> so our opening. I match, don't even want to call it the NWA, and I don't know shit about the NWA. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, our opening match is the fabulous Rougeau brothers and Dino Bravo taking on Hacksaw Jim Duggan and the Hart Foundation. USA, <laughs> USA, <laughs> USA. Jesse Ventura does point out the hypocrisy yeah. of the crowd cheering 
USA for Bret Hart, who is Canadian. Yeah. Uh, and they, uh, so the fabulous Rougeau brothers, you'll recognize Jacques Rougeau as the Mountie and as one of the Quebecers. Oh, okay. And, uh, Jacques Rougeau has maybe the best theme song game in history because the fabulous Rougeau brothers have an awesome theme song called All American Boys because their gimmick is that they're like USA number one guys even though they're from canada hell yeah so they, like they would come to the ring with tiny american flags that they would wave <laughs> and they're like it sounds like uh back in the ussr the song does because oh, okay. like, from montreal to Min- to memphis tennessee we're all american boys it's it's great it, jacques rougeau uh not a ton of claim to fame but best theme songs for early wwf of all time Listen, I'm I, I gotta listen to all of them now. I mean, I, I I've heard that we're not the we're not the uh, Mounties. We're not the Mounties. The also the Mounties song. Also the Mounties. Know, yeah. He also gets his man. Uh, again, the the crowd loves Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I loved Hacksaw Jim Duggan, bro. I I was I I told you before I don't I didn't get it, but yeah. like I still don't really get it. But I like the guy. I root for him. He's having a weird fucking stand up tall with his hands on his belly thing that he does. And yep. for some reason, giving a thumbs up and yelling at people. Uh, the ugliest son of a bitch you ever seen. <laughs> it's the 80s, baby. That Anybody is true. Be a baby face. That is true. Uh, so this match is two out of three falls. Uh, the Bret Hart, God bless him, works way too hard in this match. He just doesn't know how to not give it a hundred percent you know it's like they walk up to him and they're like hey what do you want to do in this match he's like well obviously i'm gonna get the shit kicked out of me for like two-thirds of it (laughs) yeah other than Uh, that you guys can just do what you want (laughs) he takes the chest first bump that he's famous for uh he also he gets pinned in the first fall the rujo brothers hit him with a senton like a double team senton that's what that's called that was fucking cool (laughs) that's like the best move in this match yeah that's Uh, cool And then uh, Gorilla Monsoon keeps calling Jimmy Hart a piece of trash, which yeah, makes me laugh. Uh, and then they they work a hot tag to Jim Duggan, and the crowd starts going crazy. And then they do a cool spot where Duggan, like, he catapults both members of the Hart Foundation onto one of the Rougeau brothers, and that ties things up one to one there's a part where jim duggan has one of the rujos in the corner i think it was one of the rujos it could be the dino guy but uh he's got him in the corner and he's punching him and the referee's like trying to stop him doing the one two whatever and duggan just walks away from the rujo and doesn't look at the ref at all he's looking over the ref's ref's head and he goes get off my ass he (laughs) he goes right back into the corner (laughs) but he's not looking he's looking at the rafters basically yeah he wants everybody to hear. You, know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. you got to perform from your diaphragm. You I can't believe that. he's alive. I just can't believe Jim Duggan is alive. And he just beat cancer again. Good for you, Jim. Duggan. I'm so happy that he's alive. I yeah. just like that. That's one of those. I, I, I Anybody who hasn't didn't listen to the beginning of our podcast. I spent the first like 10 episodes just guessing whether these guys are alive or not. 
uh, Jim Duggan was my slam dunk, put a gun to my head. I would have been like, yeah, for sure. That guy died like two minutes yeah. after this, uh, this match ended. Just he's so big and he looks so poor. Like yeah. it, and, it usually uh, doesn't work out. You know, he got busted for doing Coke with Iron Sheik in the eighties. So you I know. forgot about that. They got caught in a car, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, all signs would seem to indicate, but you can't hurt Jim Duggan. Iron uh, Sheik not running his own Twitter page ass, <laughs> keeping him relevant. Motherfucker. Speaking of which, turnbuckles can't hurt Jim Duggan either. His head's too hard. That's one of the <laughs> gimmicks oh, of this yeah. match. Yeah, uh, yeah. And they were they were hitting him in the head, and uh, Monsoon's like, they should have known better to do that. That that obviously was not going to hurt Jim Duggan. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Duggan sneaks up behind Dino Bravo, hits him with the two by four, and Bret Hart gets the pin for his team uh, in 15 minutes and 42 seconds. And this match got two and a quarter stars. But it's pretty fun for 1989 WWF. This is a pretty good match. Yeah, I didn't. I, I'm I, when I saw the two and a quarter, I was a little surprised, but then I thought about it more. But I was entertained, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't, it doesn't knock your socks off. The baby face did cheat, yes. And but it's Jim was quick to point out, like, <laughs> uh, now why is, his, his main thing was always going, Well, why is that okay, Monsoon? Uh, and then uh, Gorilla Monsoon always having to beg off <laughs> and be like, they were cheating the whole match. It's just revenge, you know. <laughs> uh, they also had a good line here where uh, Gorilla Monsoon goes, we usually don't see Hacksaw in tag team action. And Ventura goes, I'll tell you why. Because he ain't got no friends. Aw. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he has. I'll be his friend. They've got uh various pre-recorded comments from wrestlers who are drawing their numbers the million dollar man hot damn is that green suit fire yeah, yeah. uh he draws his number but he's not pumped about it so he like calls slick over and he's like they're trying to work a deal out he's like uh you draw for your boys already it's like yeah and he's like well come, come over here let's let's talk to you let's talk about it let's figure this out uh yeah. The bushwhackers seem like they 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 have broken the spinning ball thing. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice uh, that? They were they both reached it at the same time very aggressively. And then the guy who was who had to crank the thing to spin the balls was yeah. actually holding the thing up after that. <laughs> they're they're rowdy, you know. You gotta you gotta keep the bushwhackers in their lane. Otherwise things are gonna go wild. Oh yeah. Don't don't, yeah. don't let them near your TV. It's gonna break. Yeah. Uh, then they swap like no- they swap numbers because they're both pumped about the number that they got. And, so, and because they're crazy. Yeah. Uh, they don't give a rip. Bad News Brown is very pleased with his number. Uh, he's also stoked because everybody's his enemy already. So he doesn't have to worry about uh, having to fight one of his friends. Isn't he the like his... What's the thing that happened to Bad News Brown all the time? He kept getting betrayed by his teammates or some well, shit. Well, like no, he was on like in every Survivor series that he appeared in, they would do the spot where Bad News Brown would hold the babyface's arms behind him and he would be standing behind him. And then the other heel would go to punch that babyface and he would move and then he'd punch Bad News Brown and Bad News Brown would get mad and then leave like <laughs> every single time. Like he'd be so mad at what is clearly a miscommunication. <laughs> between the two groups i love uh, that I, yeah. I love that he would leave every time uh he yeah he would just like throw his hands up and then oh, just there he goes off. again <laughs> yeah. uh stop putting him on your team dude uh, <laughs> stop punching also, him i'm on yeah. bad news brown side he's also 
was like a legit judo champion. I think he was in the Olympics for judo. And the bad news uh, name came from whenever they would do the draws in judo. Apparently, if you got his name, the guys would come back and be like, we got bad news for you. Uh, (laughs) You're about to get your ass whooped by bad news, bro. Also, apparently, the only dude that Andre the Giant ever backed down from. Like, uh, there's a story that Andre the Giant was telling an off-color joke uh, in Japan on one of the bus tours, like, because they have to take buses everywhere in Japan. Mm -hmm. And Bad News Brown heard it, and he was not too kind uh, to take that shit. So he was like, uh, he he was like, stop the bus. And he was like, you got to fight me now. And Andre the Giant was like, what? He's like, we either got to fight or you got to not say that shit anymore. And I guess Andre was like, I don't want to fight you. <laughs> and that either either he backed down because he he was like, Bad News Brown's a legit badass, or Andre didn't feel like fighting, or is a little of both. I don't know. Yeah. But the jury is out on whether or not Andre could have taken Bad News Brown, which might give you an idea of how badass Bad News Brown was. Yeah, it depends on when it was. I feel like I could have beat up the Andre that was in this match. <clears throat> yeah, old Andre, it's a lot tougher. Uh, <laughs> Jake the Snake is brave. In the 80s, he's got no shirt and that fucking snake just wrapped around his body. Uh, he's just a mensch. I fucking love Jake Roberts. Yeah. That that look is brought to you by is brought by you by cocaine for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. I just I just hope that Andre's still in it when I go in there. Oh, that's right. That's uh he would he would rue the day that he said those words later on. So listen, who gets the last laugh? That's true. Uh, second, we get the WWF women's title match. Uh, Howard Fink calls it the ladies' title, which seems diminutive. Uh, That's why he's the Fink. Yeah. So, Rock and Robin beats Judy Martin in six minutes and twenty-four seconds. This match got a star and a quarter, and I can't really blame anybody for it. This is not a very good match. Not very good. Uh, Judy Martin is yeah. uh, sixty-five years old in this match. <laughs> I I wrote it's cool that Judy Martin got to leave her PTA meeting to come have this match. So yeah, you're not yeah. wrong about that. She's 34. She's only 34, Dusty. Yeah, she she wrestled till 1999. She didn't retire until the Y2K bug was a genuine worry when Judy Martin stopped wrestling. It's wild, man. It's it like I I thought I was like fuck. Rock and Robin, who I was stoked to watch wrestle because that's Jake Snake's half sister, and yeah. I watched the Jake Snake horrific Dark Side of the Ring episode uh, yeah. about his dad. Holy shit! Um, yeah. uh, watch it if you're interested. But boy, um, it make you like Jake Roberts more. By the way, he's like the sweetest guy in that. But anyway, um, I was stoked to see Rock, Rock and Robin, and she did. She obviously had some talent, man. Like she threw good punches. Um, yeah. She she kind of fucked up a DDT. And she kind of she was she wasn't strong enough to throw uh, this this lady around um, Judy Martin. She like there were a couple things that like she really struggled with the weight. And so she didn't do them smoothly. It looked like, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like it's a it's a clash of styles because I think Judy Martin is obviously from like the older uh, style of women's wrestling. And Rock and Robin is a smaller uh, female wrestler. Yeah. I think if she had an opponent that was kind of her size that could work her style, it would be a lot more fun. Like I think her and Sherry, who was also involved in this match because uh, she's on commentary, I think they had better matches. Oh, but really? the women, yeah, the women's title in this 
iteration doesn't stick around for very long. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I get it uh, in the sense that uh, there probably wasn't a whole, a giant pool of talent to pull from at the time. I, I think they should have obviously worked hard at developing that talent because I mean, look at what women's wrestling is today and who's, to, and nothing can say that it wouldn't have been that back then if they put more resources behind it. Yeah. Um, especially with people like Robin, man, like I've, I felt like Robin could have been a star, but um, yeah, it was definitely two people who didn't have the best chemistry in the ring. Um, and the two big moves that Robin went, although the last one actually went pretty well, but it was just a crossbody from the top rope. So yeah, um, she, she wins the match with a head fake off the second row. That was and sick. Then she, and then she Crafty. hits a body press for the win. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta use your, gotta use your cunning. You yeah, know. she 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 went up there and she pump faked and then the and then Juju was like, what the fuck? And then fell <laughs> over and then she got uh, up and got crossbodied. There are some pretty good matches from this era with a tag team from Japan called the Jumping Bomb Angels uh, that are really good. That was and, dope ass names from Japan. <laughs> yeah, the Jumping the Bomb Miracle Violence Connection. Is that the <laughs> yeah, the Miracle. And then there's a there's another team called like the Holy Demon Army or something like that. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Weenie, uh, weenie, weenie. Yeah. Uh, so uh, but, like, when, the... when Rock and Robin pin people, she should have went twiddly deet, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tweet, tweet, tweet. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those even those jumping bomb angels matches are kind of tough because it's like, I don't know, uh, like the the i think judy martin and her tag partner are mostly who they worked with so it's like one team is doing like eight bit nintendo things and then the bomb angels are like on fucking playstation 3 or whatever level mm-hmm. like they're really good and so those are fun but they it's the same thing happened they were the wwf women's tag team champions but there was really nobody for them to wrestle that could do their style and so i mean people are it's uh, un unbelievably there's still sports struggling with this like uh the ufc has a women's 145 pound division guess how many fighters they have in that division uh isn't it still just amanda nunez it's just amanda nunez and they bring up 135ers to fight her and they they're thinking about signing kayla harrison um who's a genuine fucking monster uh from uh the professional fighters league pfl she's a two-time olympic judo world champion um i mean and if you think about it ronda got a silver medal once right and then this girl won it twice and she is her shoulders bro she looks like rick rude uh but (laughs) uh, she seems like a sweet girl but she's like really good and um that'll be their second fighter in that division and their training partners (laughs) kayla and amanda so And they're really good friends. So it's going to be a weird. Well, they're not training partners anymore. Amanda just left the gym, but they're friends. So it's going to be interesting. But yeah, that's just how it's always been. Like, because for multiple reasons, women's sports have been suppressed and um, they haven't been focused on forever. So like when you get somebody who has talent, you don't have anybody to match her up against. Yeah. And like, that's the travesty. It's not like there weren't athletic women in 1989. You know what I mean? Uh, Right. And and most of them wrestled in Japan. Like they came up in the dojos of yeah. Japan. I like, mean, even Judy Martin wrestled in Japan. Yeah. And all the really good 90s wrestling, like there's really good 90s women's wrestling, but most of it is from Japan. And I haven't seen most of it, but the bits of it that I've been able to see are really, really good. They should have went into the fucking WNBA at the time, just started stealing people. Well, no, I don't even know. No, I don't think it was around yeah. yet. 
WNBA is like 1998. I think it started. might be a little, uh, you might be right. I, I think it might be a little earlier. No, I, I think you're about right. But yeah, like, even like, man, Cheryl, Cheryl Swoops, Cheryl Swoops <laughs> was alive, dog. Go get her. Yeah. Shamika Holesclaw and fucking Cynthia Cooper. I used to love the WNBA when it started. Yeah, it was, it was, it was too late for Cheryl Miller. You know, she, oh, yeah. Shoot the best of fucking people up, bro. Yeah, the best of the Millers, and that includes <laughs> Reggie Miller. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So next, uh, we go backstage, and Sean Mooney's with Slick and the Twin Towers, who are Akeem, who's dancing, yeah. uh, and the Big Boss Man. So Slick denies meeting with the Million Dollar Man, and here we go. Sean Mooney participating in gotcha journalism because he shows the clip earlier of slick and the million dollar man meeting oh slick does not like finding out that they have the footage yeah <laughs> uh, do i like slick i think we like slick you yeah. think we like slick okay yeah. I was, uh I... he's the doctor of style baby are you gonna <laughs> yeah and we just saw so little of him today and he was standing yeah. next to akeem that like it hurts me like i bet he right. didn't did slick did slick, I, bet, I bet slick didn't like akeem in real life <laughs> oh you mean akeem the african dream <laughs> probably didn't work from the for, deepest uh, darkest africa yeah well no he went and he found his soul in africa and he came Ugh. back and he was wearing he was Ugh. wearing a dashiki what's it what's uh, the opposite of an uncle tom <laughs> yeah i guess uncle the, ron <laughs> <laughs> so slick says that uh he was confused because he thought that was ted who signs his shoes but uh <laughs> that ain't none of your business anyway and he tells mooney you know to to go screw yeah, uh, go screw. Pound sand, I wrote, bro. I did. I, I did. I forgot Akeem's name because uh, I remember Akeem from previous episodes we had. So I wrote Twin Towers interview with Slick, Big Boss Man, and Giant Offensive Guy. <laughs> yeah, that is. Uh, why don't you go mop it up, scientist? <laughs> go, is that half baked? Yeah. Uh, scientist. Will you do me a favor? You know, mop up some shit while I go do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so next we get the super pose down, and Jesus Christ, is this this is a long segment? Yeah, it's too long, but but Bobby Heenan is great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so ravishing Rick Rude comes out with Heenan, and Rude like I don't know. There are so many elements that Rude has together right now. Like the robe is tremendous. Oh yeah. The fucking Bobby Heenan as your manager is great. Yep. Rick Rude has his own shtick, which is also fantastic. He looks like, like Brad Delp from the singer for Boston. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He uh he's got that mustache and that Jerry curl working hard. Yeah. Like uh that's so funny. I wrote down Rick Rude's my favorite of the like hunk gimmick, like yeah. of out of like Val Venus. And uh, even I guess Bobby Roode kind of tried to do yeah. it a little bit. Buff and Bagwell. That Buff, kinda, well, I don't know. If, I don't know. <laughs> I gotta imagine Rick. I gotta imagine Rick Roode with a top hat, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and doing that fucking pointing thing with the yeah. pyro. Uh, and what was the other one? It was oh, and fucking Big Papa Pump. I'm I'm counting him as a hunk gimmick because he's kind of a hunk gimmick. But um, yeah. anyway, but. Uh, yeah uh rude claims to be the sexiest man alive and monsoon just goes that's debatable yeah <laughs> i want to see monsoon's top five list of uh sexiest men michael landon yeah <laughs> it's a uh what's his name uh the guy who was 
Terry. No, I lost it. I can't remember. That's all right, man. I'm sure it was good. Shit. You're still. Well, <laughs> I'm not cutting this. That's it for the podcast. Well, so guys, K Fabe is dead, <laughs> and so is uh, Dusty. Oh, my. <laughs> I, wish I, had, I wish I had it, but I don't. Fucking Andy Griffith, then. How about that? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and he comes back because that's a funny one. Like, uh, Andy Griff is sexier than anybody in this room. Yeah. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Southern gentleman. Uh, so the crowd goes wild for Ultimate Warrior. And of course, they're doing the gimmick where it's it's based on crowd reaction. So yeah. who do you Ventura, think is going to win? Yeah, Ventura's crying foul the whole time. He's like, these people don't know proper bodybuilding technique. Why are they... <laughs> Yeah, I love it when so I love when uh so uh uh when when Warrior gets in the in the ring, um monsoon goes because Rick Rude is on the in the ring using like it almost looked like a thigh master, but it's like a it's a it's a weird one of those gimmicky like workout things to keep pumped up. It's like a pump up bar or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, and and monsoon goes uh talking about warrior he's like this guy doesn't have to get pumped up he's pumped up all the time and and ventura just goes he's an idiot (laughs) (laughs) and then but my favorite part was uh warrior is standing in the standing he's standing on like the first rope in the corner just staring at rick rude and somebody asks bobby enan like is there a problem he goes is there a problem that's the problem and he puts (laughs) it fucking he points at fucking uh, the ultimate warrior and he's like, this is just a pose off. Like somebody needs to control this guy. Yeah. And uh, so they go through a bunch of the poses. And then when warrior does his poses, Ventura goes, his posing technique is terrible. Because <laughs> yeah. he's like in between each one. He's like, wow. Ah, and he's like making all these sounds, but the crowd's eating it up. They don't care. It's, it's super cool. weird that this like animal creature from another, from parts unknown, yeah. uh, uh d- d- follows the rules of this <laughs> of this bodybuilding competition i love yeah. that uh after rick rude i don't know which one it was either the first or second one uh after he, uh, they start to realize that warriors gonna win this Heenan asks for 15 minutes yeah <laughs> i and need 15 he, minutes <laughs> Heenan also keeps uh letting the fans know that they love him in the most disingenuous way possible like yeah. he's so great he's like remember houston we love you we love you <laughs> Uh, and then he'll go back and just start like he's oiling but uh pick rude up and like uh so rude rude does an abdominal pose and ventura goes it's the best abdomen it's the best abdominal pose i've ever seen that's your stomach monsoon that's where the bananas go (laughs) i didn't hear that line that's a great line uh so eventually obviously the crowd is with uh ultimate warrior the whole way and then on the last pose down, Rude blindsides Ultimate Warrior with the thigh master pump up gimmick. Well, first just... Keenan sprays him in the face with something. Yeah, but the Ultimate Warrior no sells it. Yeah, he no sells it. Completely. He doesn't even sell it. And yeah. so Rude bashes him in the back of the head with this thing and uh, puts him in a camel clutch with it and beats him up and then does the hip swivels. And the whole time Monsoon's going, "Well, if this were best hip swivels, he'd certainly be winning that." Or yeah. Uh, and Ventura goes, he took the decision right out of these idiots' hands and made it himself. Good for him. <laughs> so goes, that is all goes, to lead. He goes, I love a guy who controls his own destiny, Gorilla. 
like I did whenever I confronted Chris Kyle. <laughs> he was slandering me in a bar. <laughs> he was. He may have been the American sniper, but I'm the body. Monsoon. So all of that is leading to WrestleMania five. A lot of this is build up to WrestleMania five. Ultimate Warrior and Rick Rude have a title match uh, for the Intercontinental title in at that pay per view. So this is sort of the build up to that whole thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, it had to have been building yeah. to something. Uh, and also, I I will say, both of these dudes, crazy, jacked up. Like, yeah, Warriors just bigger. Yeah. But Rick Root is in phenomenal shape, yeah, and uh, he would get in better shape. Like he in his early run, like in the early nineties, he did a run in WCW where he looks even more jacked than he is here, and he cut his hair, so he had like a whole new gimmick going for him. Well, all these fuckers <laughs> get way bigger. Like yeah. steroids got out of control. I'm glad people started getting in trouble for this shit because for selfish reasons even because it i think they look better without the crazy stupid steroids like macho man looks fucking great in this pay-per-view yeah and he's half the size that he was when he was in the nwl like in the nwl his skin looks like it's struggling to hold all the shit in it's like are you serious man you're gonna keep doing this oh that fucking hurts man well and like macho man should weigh I don't know, like a buck 80 probably because <laughs> he's know? not the tallest guy in the world. No, he's like five eleven. Yeah. You know, and he weighs, so he could be like two twenty or something. Even. Sure. He probably plays two forty in, in the NWL. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's all upper body mass. Like his legs have gotten smaller because he can't work out his legs. because His knees are all jacked up, but his upper body, is just ridiculous looking. It's you know, bad, man. And it just everybody just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And a lot of the guys in this thing looked really good. Like the only one that looks like a like a real freak. The only two are Hercules and Warrior. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would also I would throw Hulk Hogan in there because uh, his arms are gigantic. Yeah, his but... arms are huge. I, I guess Hulk doesn't stick out as much to me because a I kind of look away when he's on the fucking television. I hate him, uh, but yeah. He's he's got a bigger frame than the yeah. other guys, so like he carries he it better. Guy, you know what yeah. I mean? But yeah, you you're not wrong about that at all. Um, we get a WrestleMania five promo, which uh, is just the logo and some music underneath it. But it reminded me of uh, I don't know if you know when the Avatar movie was coming out. James Cameron directed Avatar, and he had also directed all of these other big hit movies. And so the marketing for Avatar was just like uh, from the director of aliens terminator 2 fucking titanic fucking whatever they're like avatar and that was it there's no footage there's no trailer it's just i'm sorry are you gonna argue with the guy who made fucking terminator 2 no you're gonna see this movie dude we gotta make that commercial it's the same thing but it's you (laughs) and you are naming all the the movies off the top of your head so you're like uh fucking uh (laughs) Terminator 2 and yeah. and uh aliens and like you just... yeah. out of order yeah, all that yeah, yeah. from avatar oh from, wait that's this movie <laughs> yeah probably probably a different avatar <laughs> not that avatar the blue aren't they, people avatar aren't they making a new avatar yeah whatever they've been talking about that fucking that. movie for like a decade yeah they're it's supposed to come out the end of this year i think who cares don't watch it nobody yeah. none of you guys uh, watch it so 
we get more pre-recorded comments. Mr. Fuji is with the powers of pain. And he's like, no matter which one of my guys wins, as long as we beat up demolition at the end of the day, the winner is me, Mr. Fuji. Uh, and then they get Miss Elizabeth and they're really trying to trap her. I don't like the powers of pain, by the way. <laughs> That's warlord, dude. The warlord and barbarian. Yeah, boar lord. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Uh, they try to trap Miss Elizabeth where they're like, obviously you manage Hulk Hogan and you manage Macho Man. What if? And rumor is you're fucking Macho Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, what if crazy scenario comes down to Macho Man and Hulk Hogan and she's like, well, you know, uh, I root for both of them, but if it's down to her, to Hogan and uh, Savage, then I just, I won't root for anyone. And so they seem very disappointed that they, they weren't able to get a headline. Yeah. Mean Gene you know. was like this fucking born ass answer. I'm getting from this girl. We're paying her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Jimmy Hart does an interview segment with Greg, the hammer Valentine and honky tonk man. So this is the, the swing of caliber of talent that you're getting from honky tonk man to Hulk Hogan, uh, all going to be in the Royal rumble. <laughs> I, uh, I tuned out for the for the Greg the Hammer Valentine uh, slash uh, honky tonk man segment. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? He's the he's the hammer. I I don't like his mullet. He's got a offensive mullet. <laughs> it's a big problem. It's uh, bad. Did you, did you enjoy Jesse Ventura on the throne talking about how he might uh, choose to be king? Yeah, I'll like I'll slide with it. it. I'll slide yeah. with his leg up on the arm, and then and then him uh, finishing his segment, and they 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 kind of did him dirty and had that part on the screen. So he's like, okay, and then he just like puts the microphone <laughs> yeah. down and because they they switch camera angles, so the yeah. camera that was recording him was down. So the guy probably even put his camera down. So Jesse's like, oh, that's done. They switch to another camera that is just like three feet to the right, so you could see the ramp, and he's like, all right. That was a good one. <laughs> he walks yeah. off again. Back to the commentary booth. Yeah. Uh, so our next match is Harley Race versus Haku, uh, which Haku wins in nine minutes and one second. And this got a dud rating. Um, I know that you had been looking forward to seeing Harley Race wrestle. This is not prime Harley Race. Yeah, you could tell he's got a lot of miles on him. He's beat up. Yeah. Like, he has a hard time, like, moving. He He looks like a smaller less substantial version of the giant like the the way that like he's got the gut but everything else is kind of weirdly skinny and like he moves really weird because you could tell he's like seems like he snapped both of his knees at one point in his life um he's got i didn't expect all the tattoos on his arms um is he an ex-military guy i don't think so i think he's hard motherfucker yeah he's just an old tough ass dude yeah i wrote down i wrote down haku's crazy ass versus harley race's crazy ass well harley race nearly had to retire like i think he was like 20 he got in a car wreck that killed his wife oh that sucks and they almost had to amputate his leg and then the promoter that ran the wrestling company that he was a part of heard that they were going to do that surgery so he ran to the hospital and said, you're not fucking cutting off Harley Race's leg. And they went to a different guy, and that guy saved Harley Race's leg, and then he became world champion seven times. So, uh... You're gonna, you're gonna, if you cut that leg off, you're gonna ruin Southwestern b- b- Bonanza wrestling forever. Yeah. Uh, so, 
Bobby, they keep talking about how Bobby Heenan is really the winner of this thing because he manages both guys. Yeah, and he is is completely playing both sides of the fence on the ringside. Like, he's yelling. At one point, you can hear him yelling, let's go, Aku, let's go. And he's like, come on, Harley, come on. It's really, like, it's the... It's the best parts of of Bobby Heenan. The he don't need Janetti. Yeah, it's the same again, thing. Just constantly turning to whoever is the better advantage. Yeah, whoever's him. winning. There's a part where Haku's next to him ringside, and he's like, "Come on, Haku, you know yeah. I'm here for you. You know that, buddy." <laughs> yeah. And then 15 uh, seconds later, you hear him go, "Come on, Harley!" Because Harley gets a little bit yeah. of momentum. Uh, it, I thought Harley Race does do some good selling in this match. Like he takes a really good bump off of a corner post, uh, and then they keep selling Haku because it's the 80s again as the master of the very mysterious martial arts. Just a general, <laughs> like, I, uh, UFC has ruined me on this because all the disciplines are so well defined that it's mm-hmm. like you, you wouldn't call yourself even Stephen wonder boy thompson is like no i have black belts in these disciplines <laughs> and i'm a martial artist yes but i have like you know i have a black belt in this type of karate or whatever and so if you just say martial arts i just imagine an 80s movie yeah it's, if you say martial arts you're fucking steven seagal moving people with your energy <laughs> yeah it's it's like ninjas it's just ninja stuff yeah you know? a black belt in ninja stuff yeah in some what is this straight up ninja shit uh, <laughs> so uh harley race and this is also part of the problem is he had been injured terribly in a match with hulk hogan uh that i took an episode uh, i took an excerpt from wikipedia it says in early 1988, Harley Race suffered an abdominal injury in a match against Hulk Hogan, in which he tried to hit Hogan prone on a table at ringside with a swan dive headbutt. Hogan moved out of the way, and Ra- and Race impacted the table inwards. The metal edge forced its way up into Race's abdomen, giving him a hernia. Uh, following this incident and during his recovery, the WWF ran an angle where they acknowledged the injury, and Heenan vowed to find a new king. Race returned in late 1988, and in early 1989, following a brief comeback from hernia surgery, he tried to get the crown back from Haku. So he didn't have hernia surgery from whatever that injury was for like six to eight months. He tried to wrestle. Is that big-ass scar down his stomach the hernia surgery scar? I believe that's correct, yeah. That's a big scar. (laughs) he's the i dude i love harley race like yeah. this match this match is bad but it it doesn't matter he could be in 25 terrible matches well we harley didn't race talk about haku is carried to the ring on a platform uh <laughs> yeah. because he's the king which i always love i mean yeah. almost almost nobody can do that wrong tyson fury did that in boxing a few months, yeah. fights ago and it's great um so haku's carried to the ring with bobby heenan in front of him and they the way that he gets to the ring is that there's these notches at the end of the platform that they place on the edge of the ring on the apron, the hardest part of the ring, if you didn't know. And it, it kind of just creates a ramp for him to walk into. So they yeah. have it attached like that. And Haku's still standing on the platform and a Harley race comes in fast. Like he's not running, but he comes in with a, with, with a determination, uh, determination. Yeah. Yeah. And he just walks straight with purpose <laughs> towards haku and he just flips that fucking thing over with him 
and starts the match immediately. It was great. Well, imagine if you were the king, you have all the benefits of being the king. Then all of a sudden you get a hernia from uh, Hulk Hogan and now you're not the king anymore. It's always Hulk Hogan too. That son of a bitch. They gave your crown to somebody else. Is that why they're both wearing purple with crowns on Uh, it? Yeah. Does the king always wear purple? He doesn't have to always wear purple, but you know, purple's uh, by and large considered the royal color. Is it really? All right. Yeah, because back in the day, is the hardest thing to dye. Like, uh, then it became John (laughs) McClane. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's the end of the podcast. Thank you. Gabe Mabe is dead. Andrew's alive. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it was like the hardest type of cloth to get because it took the most effort to dye it. So it was like only rich ass. Oh, really? Or royalty could get it. Or that could be from Game of Thrones. Honestly, I don't know. Feels like a thing I know. Prince is super purple. So that could be true. Uh, So Ray Smith is a diving headbutt off the top. And then Haku wins with a reverse thrust kick. And after he wins, Bobby Heenan just goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heenan was so, like, he was my favorite part of this, but I'm biased. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here it is. Uh, Race was seen as a rising star in the business until a car accident put him out of action with his leg nearly being amputated. His pregnant wife, Vivian, died instantly. They had been buried just over a month. Uh, the promoter heard about his employee's condition, went rushing into the hospital and blocked the plane amputation, declaring it over my dead body. <laughs> in doing so, he saved Race's leg. Although he recovered, doctors told Race that he might never walk again and his wrestling career was over. Undaunted, Race endured grueling physical therapy for several months and made a full recovery. Jesus Christ. Snapples a little savage. Yeah, I'd be dead. So, of course, he can get tattoos. You get 50 tattoos. <laughs> Yeah, I got a tattoo while he was in the hospital. It's sick that he's that tough with his hair being that curly. I feel like they don't go <laughs> hand in hand. No, I think they, it's a boy named Sue situation. Like you got to be, <laughs> you know, yeah. you any damn t- thing but Sue. I still <laughs> hate know? that name. <laughs> That's uh, what I love about the end of that song. No, I still hate that man. Doesn't he say? <laughs> oh, I, I thought he says I still hate that name. Oh, it's funny either way. I always thought it was, but I still hate that man. I think it's. I think well, we 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 can verify, but. Uh, yeah. either way it's like i love that like he just adds it to the end like yeah. that we know that's the joke <laughs> bill or george or any damn thing that's but sue and everything's laughing he's like i still hate that name <laughs> yeah. uh yeah because uh i i gave you that name because i knew i wouldn't be there to help you along i figured yeah. you'd get tough or die <laughs> you know same Harley thing race yeah <laughs> uh so once again just so you don't forget wrestlemania is april 2nd dude coming up oh fuck i missed it <laughs> uh then we get more interviews on account of uh, on account of i wasn't born yet <laughs> right <laughs> i i didn't uh i didn't watch it on account of it was 1989 so you was, hadn't joined the club yet huh no it was four years old you know oh shit i want to yeah. meet four-year-old dusty <laughs> he, i don't he doesn't remember shit i don't know anything about <laughs> when i was four probably fine that's probably good (laughs) uh so brutus beefcake and his chippendale dancing ass uh does a backstage promo they they uh jostled greg the hammer valentine from a deep nap that he was (laughs) that he was taking yeah jesus christ his mullet's all over the place yeah uh and then they have mr fuji talk again big john stud uh, is back in the WWF and he doesn't need Bobby the Brain Heenan. 
So he's going to make an impact on the Royal Rumble. And which, then, which we clarified in ninety in the ninety two Royal Rumble, Big John well, in the episode, Big John Stud, yeah. not a porn star. No, uh, not not known to us. So, no. uh, young ass Mister Perfect is all up in this Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, he's looking good. He's looking yeah. good. And uh, I like that behind every like this is one of the brilliant things about WWF of this era is they have the green screen behind everybody cutting promos and everybody has a logo and everybody has a distinct like insignia kind of thing. Yeah. It's very like I think the NWA was had superior wrestling in a classic sense and like maybe even from a booking standpoint, they had a lot of better things, but branding for the WWF was always so strong and that's like vince's main thing that's just how it's been man it's that's how it's always been they've they've endured through everything by being so like uh put together yeah commercially viable they're 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 very good at selling things even if they're bad at booking wrestling they're good at selling things (laughs) yeah and it's like everybody has a gimmick that's easily recognizable everybody has a logo everybody has a theme song that is recognizable to them like that ultimate warrior theme song rules like it's so good oh yeah perfectly ties to the character like yeah trying to sell like they're the 360 deal before 360 deals were a thing like they're selling you the whole package of a wrestler and then whether the wrestling's any good or not is secondary because you're like oh i know who mr perfect is he's this guy and i relate him to all these other things i mean ultimate warrior was not a good wrestler like at all and he he made them millions. They made millions of dollars off of him. Like it's 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 Seth friggin' Rollins. Like right. <laughs> you know how many Seth yeah. friggin' Rollins T-shirts they're probably gonna sell. Like our friends Michael and Erica probably have one. Yeah, I'm have to make fun of it, but <laughs> that's just the I sacrifice I make. Yeah, I don't want to, but I will. But I have to. Uh, yeah. So then we get Macho Man Randy Savage. In his promo, and he's like, Macho Man, freak out, freak out. Yeah, I, I'm going to play this promo because yeah. uh, this was one of my favorite Macho Man promos at all time. Listen for, at one point, he goes, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's one of the best, one of the best. His yeahs are really on point during this. So uh, here's Macho Man, his promo at the 1989 Royal Rumble. Freaked out, freaked out. Ooh, yeah. Soon some people all around the world are going to be watching. Yeah. And at the summit in Houston, Texas, it's the Royal Rumble. Yeah. 30 big time wrestlers. Yeah. With reputations to match. No partners. Every man for himself. Yeah. Uh huh. I'm on top of the mountain and I feel like I'm alone now. Yeah. And I'm warning each and every person that comes into the squared circle that I am the World Wrestling Federation champion. Yeah. And I'm used to being number one. And Macho Madness will be felt in the summit in Houston, Texas, and all around the world. Zillions of people will witness, yeah. And the people that come into the ring will feel the pain, yeah. They'll feel the intensity of the macho man Randy Savage. Because I didn't become the World Wrestling Federation champion by, uh, yeah, letting big time things slide by. I'm the champion now, and I'm going to be the champion of the Royal Rumble. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> zillions of people dude yeah it's zillions he said it twice <laughs> he, he's that's the my, king that might be my favorite macho man that might have turned me on macho man he still moves <laughs> he, funny and i don't get how he moves but uh he's, yeah 
he's got a fringe vest on and ski goggles, but not a shirt. So it's just the vest. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he's going to be the champ of the Royal Rumble. So he's currently the WWF champion. Uh, and the million dollar man is with Gene Okerlund. And he says, you know, whenever you're as rich as the, as the million dollar man is, you make your own luck. Uh, insinuating that some sort of chicanery has gone on. Uh, well, because it clearly went on. We had footage. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can't prove it. That's accusation. Listen, uh, I'm court- completely okay going off of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this isn't a court of law, goddammit. This is wrestling. <laughs> there was uh, there, there, was no collusion. No corruption. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's, uh, it's not the same. It's not the same song. Yeah. Mine goes. <laughs> Uh, so Bobby Heenan is with the Heenan family and it's Andre and the, uh, the brain busters and Andre is doing the Chael Sonnen gimmick where he says he's going to be the winner and he's never lost a match, uh, in history. I was going to ask you that. Had he, oh yeah. Had he lost in, in, had he lost in, uh, in WWF? Yes. Uh, that's a Hulk Hogan has already body slammed his 10,000 pound body. Yeah. I forgot about that. And that was a while ago too, wasn't it? Yeah. That's the Chael Sonnen. (laughs) Hey, tell uh, him he hasn't lost. Right. Yeah. I mean, tell him he's lost. (laughs) He is the brute squad. Uh, Yeah. Anybody want to remind him? (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, and then mean gene is with, uh, Hulk cocaine Hogan as, uh, Man, this is a classic Hogan promo. If there ever uh, if there ever was one, once again, uh, I fucking tuned out. <laughs> so, I hate saying that, but I did not listen to Hulk Hogan. Uh, he runs down the big boss man, Akeem, and the Heenan family. He, of course, uh, predicts victory for himself. And then, if it's down to him and Savage, he's going to find out that Hulk Hogan has never been beat, which is also a lie. Uh, and what you're going to do, brother, when Hulkamania rumbles all over you, which is his classic uh, Royal Rumble ending line. Use that one a lot. I bet he sold some T-shirts, man. It's true. So now we are on to the first ever Royal Rumble. Uh, the Fink runs down our rules and the they're selling it as, you know, the numbers could be anybody could draw the numbers everybody's against each other friend foe indifferent uh you got to throw the other guy over the top rope his feet have got to touch the floor last guy in after everybody's entered wins the royal rumble wouldn't you know who won the pony first two guys out comes axe from demolition and then number two smash from demolition and the fink when he announced smash he's like the second wrestler chosen at random it was random yeah smash from demolition also from demolition (laughs) remember the other guy demolition i like so i understand why they did it because they're trying to sell the gimmick i would have liked for this to have been like two or three years into the royal rumble i know they can't get the foresight for that but it'd be fun if it didn't happen the first time you know, that seems a little too convenient to my brain now. I think it's, I, I think you're right, but I also think there's a reason they did that. I think it was to set the table and let everybody know, hey, this is different. Like these fuckers, even if, even if, you know, two of the same tag team get in there, they're fighting each other. 
Like this yeah. is a different thing than what you've seen before. Yeah. I don't like it, to be honest. I don't like Axe and Smash fighting each other if they're not going to break up. Like, yeah. I, I feel like that's I feel like any tag team should be like, no, I'm not going to fucking fight. Like what should happen if two if a tag team gets in is they just double team every single person who comes in, beat them. And then at the end of the Royal Rumble, they figure it out. Like maybe either one guy jumps over the ropes or then they fight. Yeah. But, rock, paper, scissors. It to have they ever done anything like that? Where like a tag team goes out first. And then they they just like decide to just double team everybody who comes in and fuck them up and throw them over the ring. Not like not a ton. They did it a little bit here, you know, like anytime that there's a tag team, they'll if they don't have to fight each other, they'll fight the other guy. And sometimes they'll dominate for a little bit. Uh, they did it with CM Punk whenever he was the leader of this like faction. And it was pretty cool. Like a bunch of the guys from that faction ended up in the ring with him. So he sort of was able to direct traffic and get them to eliminate guys for him. Yeah. And so that's a fun gimmick, but they didn't really like, they haven't exploited it as much as they could. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of has to be a, wouldn't you know who won the pony situation? Cause the way that I envision it is you have like a really big tag team that you want to put over and they're like physically imposing dudes or they're really good or something. And then you have yeah. them come out one and two, or you can have them come out like one and four or two and three five or something like that yeah but at one point they're both in the ring and just whoever comes out they just wait for the guy to get into the ring and then they just beat the fuck out of him and throw him out as a team and they yeah. just do that until the end of the royal rumble like uh it probably wouldn't wouldn't make for a very good match so they'd probably have to be heels but yeah. uh i think it would be i think it'd be sick if they've never done it how many royal rumbles in are we 35 or some shit like yeah let's 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 mix things up <laughs> a little bit you know what i mean uh, so Andre comes out at number three, and so then Demolition team up on him. Uh, again, and I'm going to keep harping on this if we keep doing the early Royal Rumbles, the no music for the entrance, it's a big mistake. It's a big mistake. Uh, big, big. Uh, Because the crowd has the, a delayed reaction each time. The buzzer goes off because they get into the 10 count, like the countdown thing pretty quick, uh, and then it, it takes them a second to recognize who each guy is coming out um smash gets the first ever elimination in the royal rumble uh andre of course gets tied up in the ropes that's his move big time andre energy at this point yeah uh, well he can't he's he's spending most of the time holding onto the rope because he can't yeah. stand and like i just don't i guess he still sold tickets and still, still wanted to do it but like I just it makes me sad watching him wrestle like we haven't watched a actual mobile Andre the Giant match and he never was I mean he's never doing fucking shooting star presses and shit but like when he can walk yeah you know what I mean yeah it's a lot of like at this point they're they're getting by on the spectacle like he's still a giant it's still crazy yeah and they and and you don't see him yeah and you don't see him all the time you know and so he's he's still a big selling point he's and he still has two most famous people in this match or maybe still the most famous person in this match who do you think is more famous andre or the hulk i think hogan's more famous more famous okay yeah. well i'm, I'm i guess so because i'm thinking I've, like even in europe andre's huge like so yeah. i'm 
but it's I'm sure Hulk is too. It's not like they don't know who Hulk Hogan is over there. So right. you're probably I think right. anybody who knows who Andre the Giant is also knows who Hulk Hogan is. You think so? I think so. Okay. I mean, oh, but they might not know Andre the Giant's a wrestler. Like Sarah knows who Andre the Giant was, but she didn't know he was a wrestler. She knew because of Princess Bride. Because of Princess Bride. Yeah. yeah. So uh if you say, you know, anybody want a peanut, that's mm-hmm. <laughs> that's Andre. Oh, that but, guy. Uh, so then Greg the Hammer Valentine is out, is out at number six, taking time away from complaining about mask mandates at Target to enter the Royal Rumble. <laughs> uh, Refusing to get off a plane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jake the Snake comes out at seven, and Andre just whips Jake the Snake's ass for two minutes and throws him out. Yeah, uh, that made me sad. As a child, was very disappointing to me because Jake the Snake was my favorite. Uh, so yeah, I didn't like that either. Bum me out. Uh, young babyface Shawn Michaels is out at number nine. Uh, really, really looking like the lead singer of Poison at this. What point. a good, what a good looking kid, huh? <laughs> well, I think he's got some potential there. Yeah. Uh, Jake returns at one point with the snake, and the big, the big thing at this point is Andre is afraid of the snake. and so he throws the snake in the ring and andre eliminates himself which again they're kind of they're kind of fudging the rules uh at in the in the royal rumble at this point but they count it as an elimination andre eliminates himself oh yeah they had so i think that should count as an elimination i don't i think you're you're introducing this gray area bullshit when somebody can jump by their own volition over the top rope and touch the ground yeah. and not be eliminated from this match, it should be a black or white. Did you go over the top rope? Yes. Did you touch the ground? Yes. Then you out of the Royal Rumble, <laughs> motherfucker. So like, yeah. I that is a clean elimination in my in my respect. He also walked up the ramp out of the place. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, because if he had just gotten back in the ring, like who's gonna stop him? <laughs> that is true. Again, you know. You want me uh, out? So, Throw me over this top rope, motherfucker. Yeah, I, I thought uh, that was good though because they didn't. They didn't. First of all, they didn't want to eliminate Andre in a Royal Rumble because he just seems so perfect for a Royal Rumble. Right. Second of all, I don't know if Andre can take that bump over the fucking top rope at that yeah, point. It's, it's an ugly bump for him, and, and it also leads to uh, Jake and Andre have a match at WrestleMania Five. Yeah. So oh, okay. Pumping more into that story. Did Andre win that match? Uh, I believe that match ends in disqualification. Damien? Uh, yeah, well, I think Andre kicks too much ass. Big John Studd is the special referee, and he won't break on the five counts because he's just, like, choking the shit out of Jake the Snake. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And then so Jake, Jake, so gets... Jake won by disqualification. Yeah. Fucking A, so right? He got, Jake... a win over, he got a win over fucking Andre. Yeah. Uh, and then he uses the snake to scare Andre away. Yeah. Like a like a elephant and a mouse. Yeah. Uh, so thirteen, bad news brown. Uh, and then I again, I know I made a note of it the last time that we saw the bushwhackers. Bushwhacker Butch's commitment to bushwhacker walking everywhere he goes, even in the ring, is so great to me. I wonder if he ever do- like gets up to pee and like does that, <laughs> does and but, but he catches himself and realize realizes yeah. that he's doing it. Like oh shit or crikey or whatever they say (laughs) uh sean hits a double fist drop off the or hits a fist drop off the top which is like a big spot in this match because this is a lot of like 
guys punching and choking each other and like leaning on the top rope. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's early Royal rumble stuff. I mean, that's uh, almost what today's Royal rumble is like. Yeah. But I bet on Sunday, we're going to get at least some, some more interesting stuff than what's happening here, which it's hard. Once the ring gets full of people, it's hard to take bumps yeah. in the ring. Cause you're going to, you're going to blow a knee out or something on somebody else. And know? it's hard to set anything up because like, if it if it looks realistic like you get to the top like you're gonna do some shit from the top rope as soon as you get from to the top rope two dudes who are whooping each other's asses in that corner are just gonna push you off the corner yeah why wouldn't they just push you off the corner yeah Yeah. uh number 14 is marty janetti but as we know uh he don't michaels don't need janetti you don't need janetti you don't need him uh 15 is macho man and then uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine heard that there were some kids skateboarding on the sidewalk, so he got eliminated. So he could go <laughs> yell at them. Uh, <clears throat> the Brainbusters both come out one after another, and they had been feuding with the Rockers, so they're sort of split up with them. Uh, Arn Anderson hits a beautiful spinebuster on uh, Marty Janetti. Nice, healthy looking Arn Anderson too. Yeah, we like this Arn Anderson. This is uh so. Hogan is out at number 18. And one of the really funny things in this match is there's a part where Hogan's getting triple teamed and Randy Savage is his partner. They're the mega powers. And uh, Savage looks over, he sees Hogan getting fucked up in the corner and he's like, well, I'm going to go attack Bushwhacker Butch over, yeah. <laughs> over here. It's uh, every man for himself, Hulkster. I'm just going to go do my thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also great because the Royal Rumble allows for dream matches such as Bushwhacker Butch taking on Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and the, like he hits like a double <laughs> chop on Hulk Hogan. You should not be. <laughs> That's a weird visual. I wonder if Hulk was ever like, I don't want any of these freaks touching me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, brother, <laughs> I've, I've, I've tuned my body to be a finely tuned machine i'm unlickable brother (laughs) i don't know what sort of weird diseases these new zealanders have (laughs) uh so then we get of course the first uh immediate elimination spot where warlord gets in the ring and immediately hulk hogan clotheslines him out but that's a pretty good night for warlord he doesn't have to take any bumps you know yeah two two seconds in the royal makeup on is does the second guy in that and that tag team come in i missed him yeah barbarian uh comes in oh, okay. but he does he didn't do anything that was uh noteworthy as i've uh as i see here poor mr uh, fuji <laughs> hulk hogan dumps out bad news brown and then quote unquote accidentally dumps out macho man randy savage at the same time and savage is not having it he is upset well because he knows that's some hulk hogan shit to do <laughs> that is some truly like He's your friend, but is he really your friend? You know, he's <laughs> he's a habitual line stepper. As soon as they're like, we're doing this Royal Rumble thing. He's like, can I eliminate Savage? <laughs> now hear me out. <laughs> Got an idea. <laughs> First, I eliminate Savage. Then I yeah. French kiss Liz. <laughs> in front yeah. Of and it's- she's like, oh, Hulkster, it's the best French kiss I've ever had in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so uh liz <laughs> comes out of course to mediate because savage savage is a bit of a hothead he's got a legit beef here but he is known <laughs> to uh to be upset on occasion so 
Uh, then the mega powers hug it out, but it's still a little tense. Like Savage is like, all right, man, you got me this time. But like now I'm now I'm on your ass. I'm watching you. They shook hands uh, like six times. They just kept yeah. shaking hands. I kept thinking that Macho Man was going to throw him over. <laughs> uh, so then the Twin Towers come out and they I, I was shocked at this whenever I was a kid and I'm still shocked at it now. They like they double smish Hulk Hogan in the corner and then oh, they throw yeah. him out like this is sort of the thing you were talking about like if those two dudes had just teamed up they they could have won the royal rumble except hulk hogan as we've previously seen he's a bad uh he's a bad loser in the royal rumble he's a sore well, loser you know that that's the only way he would accept to lose is like all right i know yeah. all right andre's gonna be out okay who are the two biggest guys we need the, both of those guys and me are the, are the only people in the ring they use just their sheer size, something that I can't, something they're born with. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a skill to develop. So you're, you're, you're not putting them over me. They're just big. I can't, I can't battle with, with two big guys. Yeah. I can, I can body slam one 5,000 pound guy. <laughs> but a 5,000 pound guy and a 3,000 pound guy, even I, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. One that. of them being African. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Hogan displays his poor sportsmanship and eliminates the boss man from the floor. And then they fight to the back and Jesse Ventura is like, why is that? Okay. Monsoon. And uh, Monsoon says, well, you know, weeks ago on uh, Saturday night's main event, they beat up Hogan. And of course, Jesse Ventura uses the classic Chappelle logic. That was weeks ago. Motherfucker. <laughs> you, hit me, you hit me tonight. You hit me. I hit you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> also I, I know it's an aside but the the fucking beads flying up whenever oh yeah uh, tells rick james gets his head slammed into the bar oh, and and the god damn <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> slow that, motion voice that's a one-two combo maybe the funniest thing in history oh, five-star joke five-star yeah. um <laughs> god, uh, me like that. <laughs> the red rooster comes out as we know, definitely potentially a winner of the Royal Rumble. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. My money is on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Big John Studd comes out at number 27, and then the Million Dollar Man is number 30. Uh, Red Rooster gets the flare bump up and over the top rope, and then they talk about how they think Million Dollar Man sold his, uh, his number to Slick so that the Twin Towers could come out together, and then Million Dollar Man gets number 30. So then uh, it's down to just Big John Studd and the Million Dollar Man. A Million Dollar Man tries to bribe him, but Studd's not having any of that. And then they have like a little match, and I really enjoyed the Million Dollar Man selling for Big John Studd. Like he was bumping all over the place for him. Oh really yeah, cool. and he looked he looked genuinely genuinely concerned for his own personal well being. Like he was like, yeah. "Come on, man, I'll give you money." Fuck, <laughs> I, yeah. I really wanted to win this thing. <laughs> So then just as Ventura says not to discount a million dollar man, big John stud just throws his ass over the top. Rope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he becomes the winner of the inaugural pay-per-view version of the Royal rumble. And then Virgil attacks after the match and big, big John stud just kicks the shit out of him for a little while, throws him over the top rope. So he did technically eliminate 30 people. Uh, and then he right. is about, he, yeah, 30 enemies. 30 opponents. 
So he has announced the winner. And this Royal Rumble was 64 minutes and 53 seconds and got two and a half stars. And I I enjoyed it for the nostalgia, but it's not the mat the match would get tighter and it would get better as a concept, I think, over time. But it's still fun. Yeah, but it's still I, I think it does get, I think it I definitely, I agree that it gets tighter and better. Is it the same amount of time between entrance? Uh, no, now they've got it down to around 90 seconds. That's what I thought. Okay. I, and I think that's better. Um, I think because you really don't need two minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you don't, you also don't want it to be like fucking 30 seconds, flum, 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 people running in yeah. there. You know what I mean? But they um, did it at a minute interval one time, and now it's like it was way too fast. Oh, really? Yeah. The yeah. 1995 Royal Rumble was at a minute. But that one also sucks because they didn't have. So the, the Royal Rumble from 1989 to 1993, 1992, uh, 92 was the one where uh, whoever won became the champion. But before that, there were no, there were no additional stakes to the Royal Rumble. You were just the winner of the Royal Rumble. And then in 1993, they introduced the winner gets a title shot at WrestleMania, and that's been from 1993 to now, the prize for winning the Royal Rumble. Well, I think so, that's cool. That adds a lot of stakes. Yeah, I like that it adds stakes. My problem with it is like this Royal Rumble, th- there are theoretically more guys who could win like a top guy is obviously going to win the royal rumble but it seemed like there were more guys who could win it as soon as you added the title stipulation i think it immediately minimized like the guy the potential pool of winners that's a good point do you think big john stud wins this one if winner gets title shot no i I mean because they knew where they were going already uh, yeah. for WrestleMania 5, but like a guy Big John Studs level, this is a thing that could elevate him if there were no other inherent stakes, you know. Well, yeah, and it's it's a way to, I mean, if you, this doesn't really work with WWE, or if, you, if you're booking well, you book as if it's a meritocracy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think there's, there's something to say for booking kind of like a real sport would like you're oh this person's working their way up to be a contender and shit like that yeah and the royal rumble gives you an opportunity to like sl- have somebody jump the line somebody yeah. new gets this giant opportunity you know what i mean um but yeah i'm, I'm excited to watch this weekends yeah. i i hope somebody i like wins it it's probably going to be some horse shit roman reigns is probably going to win it <laughs> for some reason um I, I think they're like, I think the thing is like they're I, the women's Royal rumble is more wide open to me. I think there's more of a chance that you could elevate somebody by having them win it. I think in the men's Royal rumble, you've got like five to six guys who could win it. And that's are, every year. Are there still 30? Are there 30 girls in the, uh, yeah. in the women's one. Okay. Cause like repo man's never going to win the Royal rumble. Like, you know, so he's, he's just in it. Yeah. And so as soon as he comes out, you're like, okay, well, he's just a body and somebody's going to throw that dude out. And so you would, you would hope to have enough stars to where you could theoretically see like 10 potential winners of this Royal Rumble or something, you know, Mm -hmm. to keep it interesting. But a lot of years it's like, okay, there are maybe four dudes that could win this thing. Uh, And I think that's a problem But the other problem is why would I buy this pay-per-view if there's no stakes involved to it 
So you kind of have to balance that. Yeah. And so yeah. I like it either way, but the few years that they did it where it was just the winner of the Royal Rumbles, the winner, I thought you could like Mr. Perfect could win it. And I think it well, I think if you throw a couple curveballs, um you if the problem is it's it's at WrestleMania. Right. If it was just a title shot at a pay-per-view, you know what I mean? Yeah, if it were like a money in the bank kind of thing. Because then then you truly could give it to anybody and it could still be exciting. Or, I mean, now there's a lot of people that you could give it to that you wouldn't expect that would still be um, fun for like a main event at a a WrestleMania. But like, I think if you throw a a few curveballs, you can reset the expectation there. You know what I mean? Uh, Like sometime, like a couple of years ago, Big E could have won it or like Kofi Kingston or something. And then you'd be like, oh shit, this guy was like clearly in the mid card. And I wasn't expecting it. And now this guy's getting a title shot. And that's, cool. yeah. you know, so yeah. we'll see. Um, this Royal Rumble, the longest guy in the match was Mr. Perfect. He was in for 27 minutes and 59 seconds. Uh, the shortest was the Warlord, who was in for three seconds. Hell yeah, uh, dude. <laughs> uh, Hulk Hogan had 10 eliminations. And so he had the most eliminations in the match. And then he okay, I'll do it, brother. But I have the most. <laughs> yeah. I have the most eliminations, and I can't be. I have to be eliminated by two people. <laughs> yeah, and they have to smish me beforehand. Yeah. Be double smished. Uh, Thirteen performers who appeared on this show have passed away, not counting Girl Monsoon. I didn't count him as the okay. announcer. So, uh, and that includes the manager of Dino Bravo, Frenchie Martin, and Mr. Fuji. So, oh, Mr. Fuji's gone. Yeah, that stinks. But surprisingly, Akeem alive. He's just there's proof that karma oh, doesn't exist. Uh, used to be one man gang. Yeah, yeah, that's how we that's how I we ended up where we ended that. up. I, I just feel like that guy stinks. Yeah, I but we'd probably, I mean, I, there's a chance we hear that like he's the he's like a really good human being or some shit. I think he's a nice guy. And I don't know that Akeem was his idea. You know, he works. It's it sounds like a Vince McMahon ass idea. It so. does sound like a Vince McMahon ass idea, but um, I mean, he's still one man gang. And yeah, he doesn't do he doesn't do Akeem now. You know. Yeah. Maybe for copyright, but also for his own. You know. Probably. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Akeem. I don't think Akeem would be over in a lot of places. <laughs> he doesn't travel well. Yeah, he's got a big ass tattoo on his head now. Two of them. God damn. Uh, so <laughs> I have that is the Royal Rumble 1989. What did you think of WWF 1989? I enjoyed it, man. Like there wasn't a match on here that I didn't that I got nothing out of. Even Rock and Robin and Judy Martin I got something out of because I really liked watching Rock and Robin. Um the the wrestling's definitely different. I mean, it's not as high flying, it's not as fast paced, it's not a, a lot of things. Um, but I enjoy it. I, I like a lot of the style stuff. Um, I'm sick of six three, two hundred and fifty pound soft white men with hair on their chest. I'm sick of that. Um, yeah. and that's that seems to be this entire fun, or maybe three hundred pounds. Uh, that seems to be like most of the roster. Um. But other than that, like, you know, there's 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 really some a, a lot of good stuff here. 
the Royal Rumble was fun. It wasn't the best Royal Rumble I've ever seen just because it's the first one, obviously. I mean, if the first one was the best one, you're, you probably should just kibosh the whole thing. Um, right. So, like, I knew who everybody was except for I didn't know Ronnie Garvin. Oh, yeah, rugged Ronnie Garvin. Yeah, that's the yeah. one guy that I wasn't familiar with in the entire show, I think. He had been uh, NWA world champion, but I don't think that we have seen Oh, that's uh, cool. Any of his stuff before. Yeah. Good for him. I think he might have headlined Starcade 87 <laughs> with uh, Ric Flair, the one that they created the Survivor Series to counter program. Nice. He um, headlined he headlined a Starcade against Ric Flair. I just don't remember the year. Damn, so he oh. was a big deal. Uh well, it was kind of a it was kind of a flaccid uh program because they, oh, like, really? they gave they gave the belt to Fla- they gave the belt to Ronnie Garvin just so they could have the flair win it back at Starcade. Oh right. so it was like one of those things where he's like the Patsy. Nobody the really Brian Gracie. <laughs> right. No one really believed Ronnie Garvin as world champion at that point. The other one I actually the other one I don't know is Red Rooster. I didn't know Red Rooster. Yeah, know. that's Terry Taylor, who's a perennial mid-card guy. That sounds familiar. Was he something else? He was Terry Taylor, but he was most he was either the Red Rooster or Terry Taylor. Uh, was he in anything else that we watched? We might have seen him at WrestleMania six. Yeah, I feel like but. I've seen him before. But anyway, um, well, yeah. that was 19, 1989 Royal Rumble. It was a good yep. shoe. Um, but I got some uh, ancillary things for you. Oh, hell yeah. Let's do it. So the number one movie the week of January 15th, 1989. Uh, it's a good movie. Definitely a good movie. Definitely a good movie. Uh, Rain Man. Oh, oh okay. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was going to be face off. and We're going to have to have this conversation again. Uh, uh, Rain Man. Got to go to Kmart yes. and shit. With Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise. I haven't seen it. Uh, it made $10 million this week. It costs $25 million. It's a giant hit. This movie made $354 million. Christ! In 1989 money. That was big time money. That's wild. Of course, uh, it gets smashed later on that year by your brother's uh, favorite movie at that time. Batman 89 comes out. Oh, uh, This okay. destroys everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to... I was going to quote the scene from Tropic Thunder where they talk about Rain Man. I cannot say. Yeah, that thank you. It w- Well, it went into my head and I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, looks handicapped, acts handicapped, isn't handicapped. <laughs> it's pretty much the cleanest version of that that you could do. Braces uh, on his legs. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the pants off Nixon, man. Uh, so I went a little bit deeper. I have the top 10 movies of the weekend of Royal Rumble 89. Okay. Knowing that you haven't seen Rain Man, I'm going to say at best, ooh, it's tough though. I'm going to say you've seen two of these movies. There's an outside shot you've seen three of these movies. Did you say the top 10 movies? Yeah. Okay. Of the of this weekend. Yeah. If you've seen the one that I'm looking at right now, that's the outside shot. It's only because you watched it with your mom, possibly your sisters, maybe an aunt, if possible. Fucking my girl or some shit. Number one, Rain Man. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it, no. Number two, Twins. Oh, I actually haven't seen that. Well, fuck. That's that was one, one of them? Yep. Yeah. I figured, I thought I figured that was that a... Was, once you said that, I figured, I figured that was one of them. thought that was a slam dunk. The yeah. one that I'm 
The one that I'm iffy about is Beaches. I don't think I've seen that. I don't know what that is. I think that's Barbara Streisand. So that's like a maybe your mom was watching. Had enough it. of these beaches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't uh, seen it. Number four is The Accidental Tourist. I know you haven't seen that movie. Certainly have not seen that movie. Uh, Working Girl. No. The Naked Gun from the Piles of Police Squad, the first Naked Gun movie. I actually haven't seen that. Okay. Naked Gun is funny. Is that another one that you that you thought I might have seen? No, I don't. I didn't think you had seen that one. Okay. Uh, Mississippi Burning. Joey. I know that story very well, but I haven't seen yeah. the movie. Ugh. Uh, some movie called Deep Star Six that I don't Fuck know yeah, dude. Anything. You ever <laughs> seen Deep Star Six, bro? <laughs> Your favorite one. Yeah. Uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which I think we had talked about you hadn't seen. John Cleese and Steve Martin. Uh, no, I haven't. I bet it's good, though. I love both That's movies. a great movie. That's a recommend. Yeah. Uh, and number 10, Last Chance. Uh-huh. Oliver and Company. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen that one. Yeah. With the dog. Lives in yeah. New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was on I, the list. I think I've seen it. I don't know dick about it. Sure. <laughs> I, I, it just sounds familiar. <laughs> the number one album is Giving You the Best That I Got by Anita Baker. I don't know anything about Anita Baker. Uh, nope. Never heard of her. But I've heard of, of her, but I, I, I don't know shit about her. As of 2017, she's won eight Grammys and has five platinum albums along with one gold album. Good we probably play her on my radio station, to be honest. You, you very well might. I probably need to well, get Well, she's acquainted. an R&B singer. So. Yeah, we probably play her. Contemporary, <laughs> adult contemporary R&B. Yeah, we definitely yeah. play Anita Baker on our shit. I can learn uh, who she is. But the number one song, dog, fucking banger and a half, My Prerogative by Bobby Brown. God damn, bro. Yeah. I might that be meeting is... him soon. <laughs> what, really? <laughs> yeah. It's an outside chance, but I might be meeting him soon. Keep your guard up. Everybody's Uh, talking all this stuff about me. I love that song, dude. uh, But the week before, your nemesis, Brett Michaels and Poison, number one, every rose has has its thorn. Listen, I like Brett Michaels. He's a hilarious guy. (laughs) And like, just his essence, his entire existence is hilarious to me. The eyeliner at 60 the he's got wild diabetes and he's like a diabetes advocate now i don't know why that's funny but it's like looking at brett michaels and then, anyway and then and the, uh, the mini cowboy hats of the brett mini michaels. cowboy hats the, the that are curved like the weird yeah. like the the city boy cowboy yeah. it's like a flat hats. it's like a flat bill that you <laughs> that you curved up it serves no purpose yeah it's definitely not keeping the sun out of your eyes which is what the cowboy hat's supposed to do yeah yeah, you could yeah. like you can put things up there and it'll hold on to it. <laughs> Little snacks. That's where he puts his his insulin. <laughs> <laughs> He's got uh, an EpiPen that slides out right there. And I have we have by popular demand of me, the name game has returned. Oh shit. Okay. I guess we got some guys. One man gang. That is also Akeem. Yes. He's not on here. Damn so it. uh we got Big John Stud, the winner of the Royal Rumble. Oh, okay. All right. There are four names on this list. One of the names is fake. Has Big John Studd performed as Captain USA, Matt Hunter, Chuck O'Connor, or the Mighty Minton? Chuck O'Connor's fake. Chuck O'Connor is real. Fuck. Which one is it? 
Matt Hunter. Matt Hunter. That was the first one that like yeah. the first one I heard. I was like, well, anyway, uh, Captain USA. Yeah. Matt Hunter is the name of Chuck Norris's character in a movie called Invasion USA. Oh my god! <laughs> Fucking Bruce Springsteen wrote that <laughs> wrote <Yeah>. that movie. <laughs> uh, secondly, roused from a deep slumber, Greg the Hammer Valentine mm-hmm. has wrestled as Babyface Nelson, Boxcar Willie, Max Danigan. Johnny Fargo. Matt, uh, Babyface Nelson is right. Babyface Nelson is real. Fuck. Should have went with your initial. Yeah. Guts. Max Danigan is fake. I wasn't sure I could slip this one past you. That's the name of Chuck Norris's character from the hated Firewalker. <laughs> God damn it. Foiled again by the Firewalker. It's the worst movie ever made. Uh, Oh man, there's some real stinker lines in that movie. There's a part where uh where Chuck Norris says he has charm and he yeah. does this little like shaky thing with his head that just fucking yeah. drives me nuts. But uh I figured Babyface Nelson because it's a person who existed right. and because it was in Oh Brother Where Art Thou. My yep. name is George <laughs> Nelson. <laughs> Well, not the cow, not the livestock, George. <laughs> I hate cows worse than coppers. <laughs> uh, and finally, your dad's favorite wrestler, a half of your dad's favorite wrestlers, Bushwhacker Butch. All right. Has wrestled as J.J. McQuaid, the Tiger, Detroit Tiger. Oh, no. <laughs> The tiger is fake. The tiger is real. Fuck, which one's fake? The tiger and Detroit tiger are real. Yeah, I didn't know which way you were going with that one. Okay. D JJ McQuaid is fake. That is Chuck Norris's character from the movie Lone Wolf McQuaid. You know what? I should have. God damn it. <laughs> After yep. the first two, I should have asked myself which one of these sounds like a Chuck Norris character. That's a failing in multiple choice for me. That's, I'm usually uh, a multiple choice king. <laughs> yeah, that's damn uh, hell ass king. <laughs> I just thought, like, what sound? Who would probably have like some '80s ass character names? Oh yeah, for their movies, and there's like a million of them for Chuck Norris. Some of them were so ridiculous, I was like, I couldn't possibly pick this. <laughs> Because it's too crazy. Uh, John Roundhouserson. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, one of them was Chuck Slaughter. <laughs> and Chuck Slaughter also sounds like a pretty good wrestler name. But I was like, it's Chuck. It's And I figured by the third one, you'd have caught on to my trend. So I didn't want to give it away too hard. I, I fucking hate Chuck Norris. <laughs> that's a strikeout on the name game. Making I, its return. It was my first... My first goose egg in a lot in a yeah. while, I think, on the name games. You did you did what you did good today, pig. <laughs> yeah, I and I on purpose didn't put the fake names in the same spot. Uh, yes, like, good job. <laughs> yeah. I got you on that one quite a few times. Yeah. Pumping myself up in the mirror, like don't be a goddamn idiot. <laughs> They're not just, all number two again. <laughs> yeah, you just have to move it one down. <laughs> so, it's not even that hard. The math isn't that hard. So uh that's it. For the 1989 Royal Rumble, like Andrew said, next week we will be reviewing the 20, uh, the 2022 
Royal Rumble in all its splendor. You can catch it on Peacock on the WWE Network. Uh, if you don't want to do that and you just want to listen to us talk about it, we will be back here next week uh, because kayfabe is dead, but we are alive watching more Royal Rumbles because I love them. <laughs>